Hosea chapter 2, verses 21 and 23. Now last week we saw that God is going to espouse Israel unto himself in the last day. He's going to, to unite a repentant Israel to redeem church. Okay? So right now we are the people of God, the church of Jesus Christ, the people of God. The nation of Israel is the institution by which we received the word of God so we could become the people of God. But right now this, the nation of Israel is in a state of rebellion. As God said in the book of Hosea, uh, that they were and would be. Uh, but one day, they're going to repent. They're going to join with the church, and they will be married to God. We learned about that last week. Their own scriptures tell us that, that they're going to be married to God after they repent. So Israel right now, if they believe their own scriptures in the Old Testament, should be expecting a restoration and a repentance. In verse 19, last week, God told Israel, and I will betroth thee unto me forever. But that's not all that God's going to do with Israel. That's not all that God is going to do with us. Somehow over the years, Christians have developed an unrealistic view of God's future plans for us. Somehow we've gotten the idea that the chief aim of becoming a Christian is so that we can go to heaven. We ask people, do you know you're going to go to heaven when you die? Well, you think, you know, well, when I die, I hope I go up there instead of down there. I've heard people say that. And they think that's the chief aim of Christianity or of the gospel, so that we can go to heaven. But if God wanted us to live in heaven, then he would have never put man here on earth. God made man from the dust of the earth and then he put man here on earth to dwell and the gospel is not about getting man into heaven but about getting the God of heaven back into the earth where men have rejected him let that sink in a little bit but somehow many people have gotten the idea that earth is a temporary place for us but heaven is our eternal home when we die. So we get our minds fixated on entering our perfect heavenly home rather than God redeeming our broken earthly home. And we'll repeat that again. Listen closely. Because of our misunderstanding of Scripture, we get fixated on entering our perfect heavenly home rather than God redeeming our broken earthly home. The, that's what the gospel is really about. God redeeming our broken earthly home. When I was growing up, I used to hear preachers talk about the big mansion they were going to have when they got to heaven. How many of y'all ever heard preachers talk about that? <laughs> don't believe it. I don't believe it. Don't believe it at all. This big mansion they're going to have when they get to heaven. I've even heard preachers take issue with other believers about the size of the mansion they were going to have in heaven. Y'all ever heard preachers do that? Oh my goodness, I've heard it so many times. They'll get up and they'll say, Well, some of y'all say you're going to have a cottage. I'm going to have a mansion. Some people, and, and the, the King James only preachers, they'll get up and they'll say, uh, 
In the, some of the modern translations, it says dwelling places. In the King James, it says mansions. Now, I'm telling you, I'm not having a dwelling place. I'm not having a room. I'm going to have a mansion in heaven. Amen. And everyone says, Amen. That's not what the gospel's about. It's not about having some kind of big colonial house up in heaven. If it was, what would it be made out of? Well, now you've got earth going to heaven. It's all weird. We, we get things so messed up. In, in, the, in the Gospel of John chapter 14, and yes, this is entering into our message this morning. In the Gospel of John chapter 14, verse 2, and I apologize for those of you all online, but uh, I accidentally did not get the, the, the uh, scriptures, the auxiliary scriptures to uh, our tech team for this morning. So they don't have one to put up for you. I apologize for that. But in the Gospel of John chapter 14, verse 2, Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go, it means I'm going to heaven, I'm going to die, I'm going to be buried, I'm going to rise again and ascend back to the right hand of the Father. I go, and why is He going to do that? To prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. And because other translations use the word dwelling places or rooms instead of mansions, they act like it's some kind of attack on God's word. And they insist that they will live in a heavenly mansion, not in a heavenly room. But once again, the gospel's primary purpose is not to get us into our perfect heavenly home, but to redeem our broken earthly home. Later in that same chapter, uh, that same book, uh, John chapter 14, verse 23. Jesus said this, If a man love me, he will keep my words. Listen closely. And my Father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. You listen to that? If a man loves me, he will keep my words. He's going to believe my gospel. He's going to submit to my kingdom. And we, he says, my father will love him who keeps my words. And we, that is me and my father, will come unto him. Now, let's use Brother Shepherd here for a moment. Let's say that Brother Shepherd is the one that keeps Jesus' words. Now, watch how this works. He says, if... if Andy Shepherd keeps my words, then my Father will love him, and we, me and the Father, will come to him. Look where I'm going. I'm going to him. And we will make our abode with him. The interesting thing is this that word abode is the same word translated mansions. Mansions in the previous verse. Speaking of the believer, Jesus said, we will come unto him. From what I can tell, the gospel is not about us going to heaven, but about heaven coming back to us. I've heard professing Christians talking about their loved ones becoming angels after they die. 
They'll, their loved one will die and they'll say, well, heaven needed another angel. That's wrong as well. And we must be careful to get our understanding of future things from the one who holds the future. As he revealed it to us in his word. Not according to our imagination or catchy things that we've heard in sermons, but the scriptures themselves. And concerning future things, God tells Israel, and thus he's telling us to the prophet Hosea, verse 21, and it shall come to pass in that day. That is the day, meaning the day of Israel's betrothal to Christ. At the end of the world. That glorious time when they shall believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. He says, in that day, look back in your text, I will hear, saith the Lord. I will hear, saith the Lord. Now take your pen and underscore the word hear. Now in, in the margin of your Bible, after you underscore the word hear, right outside of, uh, in your margin, write the word answer. Answer. And then draw a line Connecting the two words, hear and answer. I'm not sure why our translators chose the word hear for this uh, particular Hebrew word. But the word, uh, I believe, should have been answer instead. The very first time that this Hebrew word was used in the Bible was in Genesis chapter 18, verse 27. Genesis chapter 18, verse 27. You might want to write that in your margin as well. And in Genesis 18, 27, it says this, And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Now, that's when God was going to uh, go to Sodom and Gomorrah and all. And, and Abraham says, I've taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. That word speak is the same word uh, talking about, uh, uh, translated, excuse me, hear. Abraham answered, excuse me. Abraham answered, that word translated answered is the same word translated hear. So it's talking about answering, a response. So when you see the word hear in this sense, it's talking about God like uh, if, if you had a request, you were making a request to God, and God says, I have heard your prayer. Now, in Scripture, if you see God saying, I have heard your prayer, He's also meaning what? I have answered your request. I have granted your request. So I want to make sure you understand this when you see God says, I will hear. He's actually saying, I will answer I, your, your request will enter into my ears, and I will respond to that request. I'm going to answer. What is he talking about? He says, I will hear. In the last day, God's going to answer. He's going to answer by speaking. Abraham says, I, I, I have... Uh, Abraham answered and says, I'm going to speak to the Lord. I've taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. So the answer means to speak. So God's going to hear the request. He's going to respond. He's going to answer. And God says, what's he going to hear? He says, look back in your text, I will hear the heavens. I will hear the heavens. So God's going to answer the heavens. What is he talking about? Answering or hearing. 
Right now, the earth, the creation, is groaning. We're going to look at that in just a little bit. Croning out. Help. 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 Yesterday when we had the memorial service here for Miss Teal. There's the, her son sitting right over here. And he watches the little slide show up here. And sees his mama when she was a little girl. And watches her grow up. And I'm sure all these memories go through his mind. About how she cared for him when he was little. And took care of him. And all the sacrifices she made for him. He told me about how much he missed his mama. And you know. All of those heartaches. We have people in here right now. Everyone in here right now. Especially if you're older. You have been affected by sin and death. You've been affected even if you're younger. But you don't sense the effect as you will when you get older. And you start losing your loved ones. And you start feeling your body age. And you start realizing, okay, my time's coming to And right now the whole earth is just groaning. And God hears it. God hears it. And God says one day. All of that trauma and all of that pain and all of that sin is done. It's going to reach up to my ears. And I'm going to give an answer to it. Right now God's silent. Now, he tells us in his word what he's going to do. But one day he's going to perform it. He says, I'm going to hear the heavens. Now, what you're going to see is this. God's going to speak. Y'all ever heard of Reaganomics? Those of y'all who, knew, who, who lived during the presidency of Ronald Reagan? They believe in what's called trickle-down theory. And I do too, by the way. That if the top is good. You see, those who don't believe in the trickle-down theory. They say, well, what we need to do, we need to take money from the rich. And give it all to the poor. Well, what happens is, the, the factories and the businesses and all. They're the ones creating wealth. Creating industry. When you rob them. Everyone says, well, everyone needs a piece of the pie. That's fine. But if you bankrupt your bakery, you run out of pie. And so what we see here is this. God starts by answering the top. And then His grace from the top is going to flow down. He didn't say, I'll hear the heaven. He said, I'll hear the heavens, plural. Brother Doug. He's going to speak from the top all the way down. The kingdom of heaven, where God dwells, is going to, is going to give an answer. The sky, the, 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 the universe out there where the sun, the moon, the stars are, they're going to give an answer. God's going to bless from the top all the way down. He's going to say everything now is going to line up for me to respond to the earth. Do you know what the earth needs more than anything? It needs to hear from heaven. I was teaching about Jacob's ladder this morning. How the bottom was set up on the earth. The top reached to heaven. 
And those blessed rungs from the top all the way down are going to give an answer. Trickle, 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 trickle. And God's amazing grace from His throne in heaven is going to speak. And it's going to flow from heaven, the third heaven, down to the second heaven. Down to the first heaven where the birds fly, where the clouds are here on earth. Watch what's going to happen now. We're looking at a complete restoration of the world. Jesus said, I'm going to make a new heaven, a new earth. We're looking at a complete restoration, trickle down of God's grace from heaven down to earth. He says, I will hear the heavens. Ever since Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, the creation has been out of sorts. In fact, the Bible says the whole creation, as, as I said, groans right now. It groans like an old man desperate for relief. Uh, Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 22, listen to this. When he says, I'll hear the heavens, write this down your margin, Romans 8, 22. Paul said, for we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. In other words... Ever since the Garden of Eden, the whole creation has been groaning, travailing, agonizing in pain together up until this very time. It still is. Help God. Help us. I just buried my loved one. Help God. I just got a cancer diagnosis. Help God. We've got wars and famines and, and, and diseases and, and, and rioting in the streets. Help God. God says, I'm going to hear. I'm going to speak. I'm going to answer the heavens. Look back in your text. And they shall hear or they shall answer the earth. You see how it's trickling down? Speak to the heaven. Kingdom here in heaven. The third heaven, we are about to be reunited with earth. My kingdom is going to come. My will is going to be done in earth as it is in heaven. Speak to the second heaven here. We're going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Old things are going to be passed away. My grace is going to fill heaven and earth. And, and then that's going to, the heavens are then going to speak to the earth. They're going to send down rain upon the earth. No acid rain. No polluted rain. It's going to be perfect rain. It's going to be the way God designed it. Verse 22. And the earth shall hear the corn. You see what's happening? Third heaven speaks to the second heaven. Speaks to the third heaven. The third heaven. I'm uh, sorry. The first heaven. Third, second, first. First heaven sends its rain upon the earth. Ah. Oh, I just got the answer I needed. This gracious rain from heaven. And now what's the earth going to do? All blessed with the glorious reign of God. It's then going to speak to the corn. It's going to say, grow corn. Grow wine. Grow wheat. Grow. The earth shall hear the corn. Look in your text. And the wine. And the oil. In they, that is the corn, the wine, and the oil, they shall hear Jezreel, or they shall answer Jezreel. So it starts at the third heaven where God dwells, trickles down the second to the first, rain upon the earth, the earth answers the corn, and the, the corn then uh, answers Jezreel.
And Jezreel is blessed with the abundance of God's grace here on this earth. Now Jezreel, remember, they're the ones who have been judged by God. And they're later going to return to him. Remember, Jezreel was a place where King Ahab once resided. And it represents Israel as a whole with their sin of Ahab and Jezebel and all that went on after that. It represents Israel's sin and God's judgment upon that sin. The judgment of His faithless people. Fallen Jezreel represents all of fallen man. It's a little microcosm here. Jezreel represents uh, all of fallen man. So what happens to Jezreel here happens to us. God's going to uh, restore Israel and God's restoration of Israel will bring back healing and life to the earth. Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. We'll read to you starting in verse 15. The Apostle Paul is talking about the time when Jezreel will turn back to God or Israel turns back to God. And in Romans eleven fifteen, Paul says, For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? When, when Israel rejected Christ as her Savior, you know what happened? The Apostle Paul said, Okay, we told you the gospel. You end up crucifying the promised one God sent to you. So now we're going to turn to the nations of the world. And we're going to tell them the good news. And they'll hear us. And we have. We've heard them. And Paul says, if Israel being cast away like that, if Israel rejecting God like that, ended up spreading the gospel all over the world, what's going to be the receiving of them when God accepts them back? When the people who were not his people then become his people again. As he said in the previous uh, chapters and verses. He said it's going to be like life from the dead. It's going to renew the earth. It's going to be amazing. Verse 16. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off. Talking about... Uh, the Jews, and thou being a wild olive branch, talking about the Gentiles, were grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root, talking about Christ and the gospel covenant, and fatness of the olive tree, boast not against the branches. In other words, don't think you're something special because you're a Gentile, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. In other words, uh, you, you don't you don't own Christ. He owns you. Don't, don't be boasting like you're something special. That will say then the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off. And thou standest by faith. In other words, you're, you're only standing on solid ground because you believe the gospel. He said, be not high-minded but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, talking about the Jews, take heed lest he also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell severity, but toward thee goodness. If thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shalt be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. What he's saying is this. 
saying, Gentiles, don't start looking down on the Jewish people because they've rejected Christ. Don't start thinking that God is through with the nation of Israel. Because He's not. You get all boasted and you boast yourself and you start thinking like Israel did. You see what Israel's problem was? They think, well, we're God's chosen people. He won't do anything to us. Well, when they reject Christ, they're condemned like the rest of us. And so Paul's saying, Gentiles, don't you start getting high-minded and boast yourself like the Jews did. He says, if God did it to them, He'll do it to you. And if He can bring you into the fold and give you the promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, how much more can they repent and return to the fold as well to whom the promises were originally given in the Old Testament? So God is going to speak to the heavens. They're going to speak to the earth. The earth's going to speak to the corn and the wine and the oil. And they're going to speak to Jezreel. In other words, Jezreel will be blessed by God again. Verse 23, God says, And I will sow her, that is, I will sow Jezreel unto me in the earth. You see what's happening here? You know what you do when you sow? He's not talking about a singer sewing machine. He's talking about sowing seed. He's talking about the seed of the woman. Remember there was the seed of the woman, there was the seed of the serpent? Jezreel is going to become the seed of the woman. The seed of Abraham. The, 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 the people to whom the promises are given. They're going to repent. They're going to believe on the Savior that God promised Abraham. And when they do, God is going to take them like seed. He's going to sow them in the earth. And they're going to start sprouting. And they're going to start spreading. Listen, there's coming a time toward the end of this world when tribulation is going to come. But you know what else is going to come? Incredible revival is going to come. God is going to sow them in the earth. The gospel is going to spread in Israel. It's going to spread around the world and people will be coming to faith in Christ. And eventually, the Bible says, all the world will know the Lord. This is going to, there's going to be a lot to that. There's going, to be, uh, there's going to be judgment. There's going to be the putting away of the wicked and all those things. But God's going to sow them in the earth. Which means they're going to take roots down in the earth. And that they're going to be blessed and sprout up in the earth. That's the home. For us is the earth. He says, look in verse 23, And I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. Israel, who now is under God's judgment. I was just reading the other day about another uh, um, terrorist attack on Israel. I saw the other day where rockets have been shot into Israel again just last week. And they're in a mess right now. But one day God's going to answer them. And the world's going to turn back into their favor. And He's going to have mercy upon Jezreel, upon whom He had not had mercy before. He says, And I will say to them which were not my people, Thou art my people. Remember what He said before? He says, I'm going to say, You who were not my people, You're my people now. Because Jesus is going to be their Savior then. He's going to accept them back. And there's a double prophecy here. 
that not only would he accept them who were not his people, but in the transition of all this transpiring, while they rejected him, he would accept the Gentiles who were not his people. I will call them my people who were not my people. And verse, uh, look back in your text, and they shall say, Thou art my God. One day, God's going to speak to the heavens. They're going to speak to the earth. The earth's going to speak to the produce of the land, of the ground. Do you get the image here? The last time God spoke to the ground, you know what He said? He told Adam, Cursed is the ground for thy sake. (laughs) You know what happened that day? That day, Adam sinned. He gave God the response, I don't want you into my business, just like the world's telling him right now. Separation church state. Keep all that over there. We don't want God in our business. You know what God did? He answered. He answered. He said, all right, cursed is the ground for your sake. In sorrow shall you till the ground, and you're going to have all this trouble with the earth. It's not going to yield its strength unto you. All these things are going to take place till finally you come back to the dust out of which you were taken. He cursed the ground. Because of the gospel, God's going to re-speak back again from heaven. And the earth is going to respond. How? By God undoing the curse that Adam did. And how is that done? Through the second Adam, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus, the second Adam, did what the first Adam didn't do, God's going to undo what the first Adam did. He's going to speak back to the earth again. And now that, which we have to go out and pluck weeds and use herbicide and use artificial fertilizer and and work and toil in that soil, won't be any toiling anymore. It's going to be popping up. The curse is going to be gone. Jezreel is going to come back to God. It'll be like life from the dead in this world. It will be life from the dead. And he's going to sow godly seed in the earth. And the godly seed will flourish. And there'll be no more sin. No more sorrow. No more pain. The former things will be passed away. The curse will be gone. And we, those who believe in Christ as our Savior, will live forever. God will answer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your precious word. I thank you, Lord, for your promise. That one day you're going to hear our cry. All the aches and groanings and pains and sorrows. All the hurting souls of this earth. You're finally going to respond. And you're going to heal that which is broken. Make new that which has faded away and worn out. And you're going to take death. And put it away forever. And the grace of God will trickle down from heaven to man once again. We shall live and reign with him forever and forever and forever. Thank you, Lord, for taking those of us who were not your people and making us your people. And we, as the scripture said, fulfill it this morning by saying, Through Christ, thou art our God. In Jesus' precious name, amen.